Hi there. Glad you've tuned in for this week's Vet Talk. Uh, for this episode, I have a fourth-year veterinary student, Rachel Grabar, who's going to come onto the show. And we have a talk about her experiences with deciding what to do after vet school and sort of how she made those decisions and um, what went into the process. Uh, and I think a lot of you will be interested in, in hearing from her about that. So um, hope you enjoy it. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for joining the, the veterinary discussion. I'm really excited to have um, with me today, Rachel Grabar, who is a fourth year, final year veterinary <laughs> student um, at Florida. And I've asked Rachel to come on to talk a little bit about career decision making, basically how, um, you know, how that's been for her to share some of her experiences. So Rachel, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm yeah. very excited. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've, we've chatted about this a little bit before, but, um, why don't you, um, kind of just recap, um, for me an overview of kind of where you were maybe a year or so ago when you were thinking like, what am I going to do after graduation? Um, and a little bit about what your debate was, like what were you deciding between? And, and, and then we can get into some of the details. Yeah. So I'm from like Boston, Massachusetts. So I grew up there. So my kind of long-term goal was to end up back there. So when I was deciding what I wanted to do after veterinary school, I was had that location in mind. I always kind of struggled with like, do I want to do an internship and get more experience versus going to general practice? And I think it was up until last year where I kind of made that decision. I always wanted to keep an open mind and just take in everything and then whatever is going to like lead me into doing what I wanted with my career. So I'm thinking right now doing emergency medicine. So mm -hmm. that's kind of how I wanted to do more of an internship to get more experience. Um, I feel like we talked about in the past deciding like, should I have like good mentorship in like a private practice for a year and kind mm -hmm. of then make the switch versus just going into an internship right away yeah. and then kind of deciding from there. So I feel like the key for me was keeping an open mind until it kind of towards the end when I had to make the decision. And I think that kind of gave me a lot of insight and like advice from different people. Yeah, I think actually, you know, not being set on what you want to do is is maybe more important than people give credit um, for. I, I was kind of similar and, and not that I necessarily was actively keeping an open mind like you were, which is pretty wise. Um, I was more just like, oh, I think I'm going to do this. Um, but wasn't nothing was set in stone. And so when different opportunities came up, I was like, huh, hadn't thought of that and, and was was sort of passively open to those things. So I think that is really important um, versus somebody who's like, this is what I'm going to do and I've always wanted to do it. Not that that's necessarily bad, um, but I wonder if, if people close themselves off to opportunities that might be a really great fit for them because they're so single-minded about this is what I must do. I've, oh, I've wanted to do it since I was this big and, and therefore I can't change. Um, uh, so I think that's, that's always a, you know, really nice thing for people to hear. I also think it's nice for people to hear that it's okay that you don't know exactly what you want to do. Like, you know, you chose being a veterinarian. That's, that's pretty focused, right? Um, but beyond that, there's still a lot of options. So, um, and it's okay if you're struggling a little bit with what that's going to be. So you were, um, um, you kind of thought, okay, I want to do ER. I know geographically where I'd mm -hmm. like to end up, um, but that still left you with a lot of options. Um, and so your big debate was then, do I do a formal internship versus do I go and just work really hard to find uh, that first job that will provide me with the support I need? So tell me a little bit about kind of that process. Yeah, so I think when I started looking into like careers in like the location I wanted, like in the Boston area, they were really emphasizing having like three years experience working or have like an internship. And I feel like that was kind of a shock to me because I didn't 
really think I would have to go through the internship to kind of get the experience to have a job mm-hmm. in Boston. So that's where I kind of started leading into doing an internship. And I started planning my externships, like where I wanted to go. And I think that's hard too, because a lot of the time you plan your externship so far in advance. Yeah. So like one of the time I had my third year <coughs> summer externships lined up, like they weren't really all the places where I would maybe want to do yeah. an internship. So that was kind of hard too. So I had to kind of take time out of my other schedule and shadow at the places and see like, am I going to be a good fit here? Yeah. And I think t- talking with my friends and I think it was more up until like this past year where like, okay, like what do I want to do? Like, where do I see myself? Like what kind of like hospital like, academia versus private practice? And I yeah. think for me, I always wanted to do kind of a private practice and the mm-hmm. places that I was shadowing were private practice ones. Yeah. So that's kind of why I wanted to stick to that route. Yeah. But it's, it's hard to, I think I could have seen myself going either way, but I think I liked the more the independence and working like kind of by myself versus with like students. Gotcha. And, okay. Like, so that, like, that makes sense. Yeah. I was going to ask you like, what, like what did you see as the the big difference between the two? And, and that's actually a really good point that, you know, there's a lot uh, that you kind of have to, to think about if you're going to an academic internship, because now you're not just like, okay, I'm the doctor and I have to practice being a doctor. I also now have a student that oh, I have yeah. to worry about. And, um, and, and that's, that's actually not something I normally talk to people about yeah. when we're making decisions or, you know, when I'm helping giving them advice about, you know, do you want to do academia or what do you want to do private practice? But that's actually a really important distinction um, and because that does become a big part of your job in academia. And you might have a little bit of that in private practice if yeah, you have externs comes, and, and, but not a constant thing like you're going to have a student attached to you, um, yeah. you know, for, for all the cases you see. And, and so that could be a good or a bad thing depending on what you're looking for, but it is going to change the experience. Yeah. Um, so I, that's really insightful and I think because I get so I was a clinical skills TA and anatomy TA so I really like teaching yeah but I some reason when I think of like an internship and like being like the one in charge like it just seemed a little bit more scary and something that I think I wanted to kind of do more on my own but I understand like we would have externs and volunteers and things too so I do get a little bit of that but I think I was leaning towards more the private practice no you can focus a little bit more on you know your training and that sort of thing and and again there's pros and cons I you know, I did an academic internship and, um, and I actually found that having the students, um, there as part of it was, um, really a big part of why I'm here now. Um, you know, having students that, that wasn't my plan. That wasn't my goal when I went to, um, do an academic internship all those years ago. Um, but the students being part of that process really did make a big difference, um, for my experience. Um, and for me, it was a very positive thing, but, um, but depending on how that's set up, um, that could end up being a, a, a you know a big challenge um, and something you can always come back to right oh, so yeah. um, you know teaching is is we have opportunities all the time whether it's with clients technicians or again um, in, a, in a more formal academic setting so um, okay so you said all right I think I want to do private practice um, I think I'm set on doing a more formal internship and I have this region of the country that I'm focusing on so then what'd you do I know. So I feel like a lot of people, when I say I want to do an internship, they're like, oh, great. Like, what do you want to specialize in? And I feel like that's a part of me where I'm like, I don't know yet. Like, I feel like I, yeah. I, I have like a plan, but I just, I can't tell if I want to go on yeah. and specialize. I haven't found like that one field that I'm like, I want to spend like the rest of my life kind of like doing this. And yeah. I think having an internship will kind of help me. Or like, do I, what do I want to do? Like I picked an mm-hmm. intern or I applied to an internship that was very ER heavy because that's what I'm most interested in. But I was still able to rotate around to different yep. services. And I think not knowing is okay right now too. I think once I get there and once I am in that like lifestyle, I can make that decision. Like, do I want to kind of 
go forward and do a residency versus do I want to go out into private practice after this? Yeah, you don't have to know. I didn't yeah. know. I actually went into an internship with the full expectation of not doing a residency. My plan was to get that extra experience, yeah. that three to five years of experience crammed yeah. into one year. That's yeah. why I did an internship because I thought I was going to then go out into practice. Um, so you don't, yeah, you, I can remember actually <laughs> sitting around the table, a table kind of like this one, um, a day one of the internship before we actually were doing anything and we're just meeting all these people for a yeah. new time. And we went around the table one at a time. What are you going to do after the internship? And it was like, well, I'm going to be an ophthalmologist and I want to be a surgeon and surgeon, surgeon, surgeon. And I want to <laughs> yeah. be an internist and I want to work with exotics. And then it came around to me and I was like, I'm going to go into private practice. And then there was just this like, <gasps> Like the silence yeah. and everybody was like, did she just say that? <laughs> she said that out loud. I didn't think we were allowed to say that. And um, and the funny thing was a lot of the people around that table that said they wanted to go on and specialize didn't. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I'm going to go out into private practice. And I, I did obviously go and do a residency. So um, a, lot of, a lot of people changed their minds during that internship year and, because it's very different when you're a student yeah. with a specialty than when you're the doctor actually doing it. And some things that you thought weren't very cool end up being actually quite cool. And uh, things that you thought were really fun as a student turn out to be maybe not your favorite. So um, I think it's, it is also really good to, to have an open mind and, and to not be afraid to be honest about, I don't know yet. Yeah. Um, I'm still keeping my options open. Yeah. Definitely when I wrote my letters for the internship, I, I said something more like that. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, I still don't know what I want to specialize in because I, I was, I don't know if it was good or bad advice, but I was given the advice that um, you should you should make it seem like you want to specialize because then they're going to rank you higher. I don't yeah. I don't actually know if that's true. It might be. Um, I was very cagey in my, yeah, in no, my I, letter. I that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, I'm still just trying to decide what specialty seems like the right fit. Yeah. Which is not untrue. Um, you know, I haven't ruled out doing a residency. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so I think that's also very normal and very healthy and very appropriate to not have, have your entire life mapped out. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And I think one of the best things I did was spend a lot of time at like the places that I wanted yeah. to apply. Like one of the, the, my top ranks, like I spent like at least like eight weeks there, like over the course of like, like some of the summers, like just like volunteering, externing and then like a formal externships. And I think that was like a great yeah. way to see what the interns were like more than just one day, like what are their true yeah. thoughts about the internship? And I think it was important going there like during their beginning and then when they were wrapping up. Because the first time oh, I went, they were huge. just finishing up and they were all like, optimistic and like super yeah. happy to be finishing, but they were, had a different mindset at the beginning yeah. like, when they were just starting. But it was good to kind of have that comparison and see their growth like over that year. Yeah. So I think that was like really important. And then just being comfortable at a place like I could see myself working yeah. here and being happy. And I liked the doctor and I think spending more than just a couple of days or like a week was really beneficial. Yeah, that, I mean, that's amazing. I did not do any of that. Right? <laughs> I visited nowhere when I was a student. Part of that was because I decided very, very late yeah. in the game that I was going to do an internship. And, and so there wasn't a lot of time. Um, also, I was at Michigan State University for my internship and the curriculum is very different. Mm -hmm. and, and so one of the quirks of the curriculum here at Florida, there's there's good and bad things with it, right? So you had to make decisions really early, yeah. um, but you also had a lot of time um, to do some of those externships and and to arrange that. And a lot of students do that, which I think is wonderful. Um, you probably, you know, most people won't be able to visit every place they're thinking of going, but maybe if you pick a few that either are your top choices or ones that you're on the fence about, those yeah. seem like good things to go and, and try to get a sense for. But if you don't, it's okay. Don't panic because yeah. I, like I said, I didn't visit anywhere yeah. and it's all, I've been okay. I've, I've done just fine. So, um, uh, but it is nice if you have that opportunity to get a feel for a place. And then you, it was nice for you too, because it sort of doubled as I can go home and, and oh, spend yeah. time with family. So be strategic about that oh, yeah, too. Absolutely. Like that's that's oh, yeah. obviously really smart. If you're like, hey, I have family here. That's going to save me some money. I have a oh, place yeah. to stay and it's a place I might actually want to end up. So, um, so tell me a little bit about like, what did you do to set those externships up? 
Yeah. So I think I started kind of early. So I originally had, so like probably like year two, I had a couple externships. I end up like rearranging and some of them I canceled just because my interests have changed. Like yeah. the ones I had applied to originally were like shelter med oriented, which I kind of had some interest in like early on. Um, so I ended up actually canceling those and picking more of the places that I wanted to extern at and like see myself doing an internship. Um, so based on like where I, for location. So I picked a couple around like my hometown that had a good like internship program and they took externs and some mm-hmm. of them too like offered payment which was really nice so I got like credits or I can I got a little bit of money which is always helpful oh that's cool oh yeah which I think is Man. kind of I don't know unique or maybe I wish I just you were lucky. giving me <laughs> advice when I was doing this back then yeah you got paid for some of these this is genius yeah so I, I think love the, it those are kind of like the big things I looked into yeah. um I, I feel like it is hard traveling yeah. places and then having like lodging and everything so I really picked ones that were like local to me or the ones yeah. that were in Florida then I was able to stay with my grandmother that lives in Jacksonville or kind of be able yeah. like driving distance but still to give you a variety right yeah, you're not absolutely. visiting every place but like hey this one has these features and this yeah. one's really big and really busy maybe this one's in a you know not quite as urban of an area and what's that you know going to yeah. be like and um, you know you start to I think what what visiting a place also does is it starts to help clarify what questions you should be asking of programs, right? Like, hey, I noticed that you guys are doing this. Tell me more about that because that makes me really nervous or I think that's really cool. And so now I'm going to look for those types of things in other places. Um, Or, you know, uh, so I, I think that's also really helpful because... You, you don't yet know what you're supposed to be oh, looking yeah. for, right? But when you go to a place, you suddenly go, aha, that seems important. Yeah. Um, so so that, I imagine, was was pretty helpful um, yeah. to get a variety and to learn what to look for in other programs, yeah. too. One of my favorite questions I asked when I was there is, like, what improvements have you made from, like, that past year to this upcoming year? And just to see yeah. what they say. Because I think it's important for programs to be improving and, like, to yeah. take the interns' current, like, feedback and, like, make changes yeah. accordingly. Yeah, and they're like, no, everything's perfect. We yeah. had to make so no like, changes. You go... Huh. huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Red flag, red flag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. no, it's, it's telling what type of improvements they were making yeah, too, right? Absolutely. And I still had, so I, I had a total of, I think, eight credits of like externships mm-hmm. in the summer and I did a private practice one and I, it was great. Like that's where I kind of got a lot of insight mm-hmm. to like what they were offering, like new grads, what kind of mentorship they were asking, like what overall like their package was like. And then I also did like a shelter med one as well where I got to practice surgical skills. So I think it yeah. is important to still do ones that you're interested in just for, for fun and just yeah. to have like good. Yeah. Even product. if they're not, you know, internship potential oh, yeah, or absolutely. something like so that. So it was a good mix. Yeah. And I think it's, it is hard because you have to plan them so early and your right. interests change. But the ones I did, like, I don't regret doing them. Well, I, and you also mentioned you changed some things oh, around. Yeah. So you, you know, you said, Hey, you know, this isn't working out anymore. And so you were able to make some last yeah. minute swaps. So don't be afraid to do that. Yeah. Uh, obviously like it's not the end of the world. These oh, yeah. places are, are they're going to be just fine. Yeah. Nobody's getting their feelings hurt about this. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that's really, um, really probably good advice as well. So, okay. So now you've, you've gone through and you've visited a bunch of places and you have some ideas of places, you know, that you want to go. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about like how this works. You've decided, okay, I'm going to do an internship and these are the places I'm looking into. So to share with people who might maybe don't know what next. Yeah. And I think, so one of the big things for like the package of doing an internship is letters recommendation. And I feel like, mm-hmm. cause we talked about this previously, but when we do clinics the first time I was like, okay, like, I don't know if I want to do an internship definitely, but if I do, I want to have like strong letters recommendation. Mm-hmm. So the, I picked clinicians that I worked with that I thought would have great letters of recommendation. And I was like, can you use these two weeks that we work together as kind of like a trial period? Like, can, yeah. do you think I would be 
I know a good candidate for an internship. Can you write me a good like letter of recommendation? Yeah. And I think I was really happy doing that. Telling you mean telling them before you oh, worked yeah. with them. Hey, oh, yeah, I'm I'm expecting I might be asking for a letter of recommendation. Um, so yeah, speaking from the other side of that, that's a, that's a helpful thing yeah. for a faculty member to say. Oh, this student is going to ask me. I should pay attention to the things that I should pay attention to yeah. in order to be able to write things. You know, for someone because. We get a lot of students coming through all the time oh, yeah. and, um, you know, it, it can be hard to keep track. And again, at Florida, when a lot of time passes between when you're on clinics and when you're asking for those letters, um, it's really helpful if, if somebody can stick out in your mind because they they asked in advance. Um, if, you, if you don't ask in advance, that's not the end of yeah. the world, but maybe immediately after or very, very soon after finishing a rotation when everything is still fresh. Um, in your mind, because I can understand somebody saying, uh, I, don't, I don't really yeah. know, Do- you know, Dr. So-and-so seems kind of scary. And then you're like, actually, they were awesome. Um, maybe they would be, you know, we had a really great working relationship, not, you know, but just don't wait until it's time or you think it's time yeah. to ask. Ask right away. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm probably going to want to, you know, apply for internships down the road or jobs because you're going to need references for that anyway. Um, do you think after working with me the past few weeks, I feel like, you know, I feel like it went well, would you feel comfortable writing me a strong letter of recommendation and give them the opportunity then when it's fresh in their minds because yeah. you're going to get a much better, more personalized letter Absolutely. of recommendation. Especially because we come on clinics yeah. again, like a year later. So like they yeah. may not remember and this might just help kind of keep you in their mind yes. during that time. Yeah. Um, and I think also important is just for like their CV or your resume. So I feel like early on in vet school, I was like, I want to just have a bunch of different interests. I joined random clubs that I ended up like really liking, but yeah. I just wanted to keep my resume very <laughs> broad spectrum. I wanted to have a mix of like veterinary experiences and like community service and research. So I wanted to be really like well-rounded overall, yeah. just in case like what if my plans change. Like I wasn't yeah. really sure what I wanted to do at that point. So I think just keeping and a broad spectrum of interest yeah, is really being well-rounded is good keeping in mind though don't if you're struggling in oh, classes course, yeah. like that needs to take priority Absolutely. um so you know do as many things as you can that are reasonable yeah. um you know maybe don't be the president of seven different organizations, <laughs> but like maybe, you know, be, be a board member of one of them and then attend a few other things. Um, but if you're struggling with class, make, make class because no matter how many, no, yeah. however many clubs you're in there, if, you know, if your GPA starts to fall, that could have an impact as well. Not that it's the only thing we look at, but it is important. Oh, so if, if you're yeah. like, Hey, I noticed you were in 13 different clubs, <laughs> um, but you failed two classes, yeah. maybe your priorities, you know, yeah. so, um, so make sure you're keeping, keeping that in mind as well. Um, but I agree that being well-rounded and, and showing, you know, the, the people reviewing the applications that you are a multidimensional person mm-hmm. and they don't always have to be veterinary related. Oh, extra, know, yeah. Like, in fact, I would, I personally love to see that you can do things not veterinary related. Like, oh, you're also just a normal person and, you know, you, you like cooking or, you know, you liked, you know, going to the movies or you play an instrument or and whatever oh, yeah. other thing it is. Um, it's, it's nice for me to say like, okay, this is a multidimensional human being who has other interests and, um, are, you know, maybe are more likely to be a reasonably balanced person. And, um, so I do like to see that. So don't feel like, um, you know, joining, uh, you know, a Taekwondo class <laughs> is not going to help you because yeah. it probably will for your mental health. It's probably really good yeah. to just do something different and it is going to look good on applications. Yeah. Like it actually is. So, um, so don't shy away from doing those things because you think they're not veterinary enough. Yeah. And I think on every interview I went on for like for the internship, they always ask like, what are your hobbies? Like yeah. what are, do you do outside veterinary medicine? And so I'm glad I have things to say yeah. about it. Like you're like, well, I just like, hang out in the hospital yeah. and see what else <laughs> I can learn. Like uh, that's, I know. that actually is going to make me really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like um, you need to get out of here for yeah, a bit. So, so it is, it's very important to be like yeah. well balanced. Yes. 
Yes. Um, and I think the last thing would be just like your personal statement. And I think that's mm -hmm. one of the hardest parts. Like talking about yourself oh, yeah. is always hard. And I think I, the more eyes I had read that paper, the better it ended up being. But I picked a couple of things that I thought stood out on my application mm -hmm. that wasn't really highlighted in my other like packet. Um, and I just touched upon that and explained that in more detail and yeah. yeah, it's kind of the three big things. Yeah, yeah, my advice on the personal statement is it's it's okay if that sort of you fly under the radar with yeah. that um, because if you have like an average letter, that's okay. Like yeah. no, I've never looked at read a letter and been like, I don't care what the rest of their packet looks like. I <laughs> yeah. want that person. <laughs> yeah. But I have read letters where I'm like, I don't care what the rest of their packet looks like. That per that person sounds weird. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure they're gonna fit in with this group. Yeah. and sometimes you're wrong. Like sometimes I might be totally wrong about that, but like don't don't put red flags in it for yeah. us. So it's okay to make it relatively generic. Yeah, um, have it like you know well written and yeah yeah. Don't put grammatical yeah. errors and spelling errors and things like so that in there. It but yeah. it doesn't have to be a creative writing competition. Yeah, like, that's also a little bit off putting for a lot of people. Some people might like it, but it only takes one person on the selection committee to be like didn't love that yeah. no yeah. <laughs> so um yeah. it's it's okay for that to be a little generic yeah. um you can showcase how awesome you are in other ways yeah um but yeah keep in mind you have a bunch of people reading it and you yeah you don't want to yeah. stand out for the wrong reasons yeah and it has um, it means getting sent to different places too so it yeah. has to be able to meet all the criteria for each place yeah yeah um, and i think one of the most shocking things after applying to like the so you after you rank the places and you like I want to like interview with them. I think just knowing that interviews was a thing. I just always yeah. associated that with maybe being like an academic thing. I didn't think yeah. the private practice ones were going to ask for interviews. Like luckily yeah. the like top three, I was able to go and visit and interview, but the other ones I just did Skype or like a phone yeah. call, but I wasn't expecting to. And some to do and some that. don't. Yeah. Not all of them will. Um, I think that is becoming more common. I think with things like Skype and, and yeah. Zoom, it, it's easier because they don't expect everybody to physically come visit. Um, but maybe we could um, talk because I don't know if everybody even knows like how the match works or, sure. you know, the, the VIRMP, the Veterinary Internship and Residency Matching Program. <laughs> um, got it. Nailed it in one. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> um, so maybe you could take a, a couple minutes to just explain what that is. Yeah, so it's kind of like when you're applying to undergrad. So it's this like online application packet that you have to uh, upload your letter of recommendations, your personal statement, and your CV. Mm -hmm. And then after you, there's two different dates. So the first date is like you rank or you apply to all these places, yeah. so that, which does not mean you have to rank them. So mm -hmm. the second date is when you have to be like, all right, I want like one, two, three, four. Like these are my top four choices. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was first applying to them, I applied to probably like seven or eight, but mm -hmm. then I only ranked probably around four. So right. I didn't have to take all the ones I applied to and rank them. Yeah. It, though I did get reached, I, I did have to interview at all the ones I applied to. Yeah. Um, I did turn away a couple because I didn't know that was <laughs> the process, <laughs> which is which is fine. I honestly, when I like reevaluated my list, I was like, I really don't see myself going to those places. Sure. So I really only interviewed at the places that I like was wanting to go to and can see yeah. myself there. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically you have at one stage, you have all the programs yeah. that are in there that you are eligible for. And so you look through and, and, you know, by the first deadline of applications, mm -hmm. you have to decide any of these places that I might want to go to, I'm going to submit yeah. my application. And, and again, it's the same application. So they oh, kind of yeah. streamline the process, which is nice. Then by the time you've said these are all the places I want to apply, then there's uh, a little bit of time that passes and then you have to decide what are the places I want to rank. And so as you said, you don't have to rank everywhere that you apply. If you don't rank a place, you will not go there. Yeah. That won't happen. Um, but all the places you rank, you could end up yeah. um, uh, uh, being matched with them. So um, so 
and this is this is actually important. If anybody tells you differently, um, I know I told you this yeah, before no, too. Yeah, um, That you should absolutely one hundred percent rank it in the order that you want. Mm-hmm. Do not try to strategize or outsmart the system or say, oh, but this place is going to rank me higher um, and therefore I'm going to rank them higher even though I'd want to go to this other place. I think I have a better chance. No, 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 no. Don't do that. 100% put it in the order that you would... If you think your top choice is you've got... There's a long shot and there's no way in in, uh, the world that they're ever going to rank you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't harm your chances at any of the other places if you rank them number one. So, you know, swing for the fences. I mean, go for your top choices. Um, and cause then what will happen is all the, the programs that you applied to, then they do their rankings. Yeah. Um, and then a magical computer program puts everybody <laughs> together, yeah. um, and essentially matches you at your highest rank, um, institution that also ranked you highly enough. Um, and it, it's a little bit complicated, but, um, they have actually a really nice description of how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody isn't clear, go read that. If you still, um, aren't clear, ask some questions. Um, but be wary of anybody who tells you that you have to try to outsmart the system because okay. you're not going to. So just literally just rank it in the order. This is my top pick. This is my second pick, third, and, and so on and so forth. And if you have two that you're like, I don't know, they're about the same, flip a coin. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, because you don't, at the end of the day, really know. Yeah. Uh, you just do the best you can, um, and then, so then, and then all that magic is happening, and then you're waiting, yeah, right? You wait and you're waiting. A month. You wait about a month, which is a lot less time than it used to be. Yeah, tell you. <laughs> this, this didn't used to be a computer program. This used to be done by hand by one oh, dude. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Um, yeah. So it used to take a lot longer. Um, <laughs> we used to not get our results until the Ides of March. In fact, wow. that's when I found out my match results both times. It was mid March. Yeah. Um, once was the fifth of March. The first it was the Ides of March, and then it was the fifth of March. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so a month is not as yeah. long as it may as you may think, um, but. So tell me about that. So then match day rolls oh, around, yeah. right? The oh, day that day. all the results get released at essentially the same time. Yeah. So share with us, Rachel, how uh, that went. It was like the best day. I know. So <laughs> at, at 8 a.m. it opens up mm-hmm. and you try to log in and then it just freezes because everyone's <laughs> trying to log in and you end yeah. up waiting like 15 minutes for it to like to load. But then it tells you regardless if you matched or not. So luckily I was able to match yeah. at my top choice and I was so happy. And um, where is that? At Angel. Angel. And, yeah. yeah. So I'm very happy. Congratulations. Yeah, thank Super you. Super exciting. Yeah, so it was very, very happy and then um if so if you don't match though that's that's okay too because they have something called like the scramble so you're able to all the places that still have openings for interns um you can contact them or they contact you and you can arrange something like that so yeah so even places you didn't apply or hadn't considered there'll be a list of all the places that are still Mm -hmm. still have positions those places will also get a list of all the people who hadn't matched Um, and so a lot of people end up actually finding really good programs um through that and you know obviously you can say, well, I'm going to, you know, apply to and rank 40 different places. Chances are probably pretty good. You'll end up at one of those. Um, but you might not have time to vet all of those and say, well, I'm not sure about that. And so it's, it's, it's okay to have a shorter list and to rank fewer places. Um, just knowing that, you know, that might reduce your chances of matching at one of those, but there's always other opportunities and it's good to have a backup plan. Um, uh, because it's not a perfect system and, you know, you can't really know somebody from pieces of paper or even a short interview and things like that. Um, so don't, you know, if, if the results aren't exactly what you're hoping for on match day, don't be disheartened. Um, there's still lots of opportunities out there, but it is a big, exciting slash stressful, um, you know, anxiety ridden day. And then you go, okay, well now I have to figure out 
you know, what I'm going to oh, do. Yeah. I have to make all these plans. But that's the yeah. exciting stuff. It's kind of yeah. scary and, and exciting all rolled into one. Um, well, Rachel, this this was really fun. Um, it was really exciting um, to have you here. And I really appreciate you coming and giving your insight on a little bit of this. Um, I, I feel like there's there's more to explore. So um, maybe we'll see if, if anybody submits questions or, or has other things they'd like us to clarify. And maybe you can come back and we can we can clarify for further for anyone who, who still has questions. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thanks for listening to today's show. I'd like to thank Topher, my producer. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Vet Journal Club. Our website is veterinaryjournalclub.fireside.fm. Email us with questions, comments, or show ideas at veterinaryjournalclub at gmail.com. And remember to check back weekly for new episodes, and we'll catch you next time.